How's it everyone? Welcome to this Wednesday morning and this morning we are looking at Psalm 47. This is a, another one of the Psalms of the sons of Korah but it's kind of a prophetic Psalm. I think whoever was writing this was obviously kind of foreseeing something in the future or um, in God just getting a sense of the one day of what it would be like at the end of the earth when all the nations had bowed down before God. Um, in maybe he'd seen a microcosm, a little bit of that with, um, you know, the nations coming to bow before Israel because Israel had become so powerful and God was at the center of Israel. And maybe he'd seen in that a bit of a picture of what would happen in time to come. But I'm going to read it to us and then we'll jump in. So Psalm 47 says, Clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. He subdued peoples under us and nations under our feet. He chose our heritage for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loves, Salah. The Lord has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our king, sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the peoples gather as the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God. He is highly exalted. And so he has this amazing picture that he's painting that one day, like everyone's going to bow down before God. Everyone, right, is going to um, acknowledge that he is God, that he is the one, that the princes of all the people, so the rulers of all the people, the presidents and the prime ministers and the cabinets and all that stuff, they will all be bowed down and God himself will be king over all the earth. And, and it's, it's kind of a crazy picture. He, he talks about God being the most high and he doesn't give any evidence for that because he's just saying God is the most high. He is above everything. There is no one higher than him in any way. And God doesn't just rule over the nation of Israel here. He'll be, he will be reigning over the entire earth. And can you imagine what that looks like? If you think in terms of governments and some of the stuff that we're dealing with at the moment, God ruling over everything, there'll be no sickness, there'll be no corruption, no fraud, there'll be no um, manipulative leadership. There will be, God knows all things. And so the leaders that, that lead on his behalf across the world are these princes that will come and bow down before him. And so like everything is perfect and, and people live in the fear and the wonder and the, the, the splendor of who God is. And this is not some pipe dream of perhaps one day. The Bible promises us that this is going to happen one day, that the old heaven and the old earth will be rolled away and God will create a new heaven and a new earth. And God will reign over the nations. Look at some of the things it says. He will reign over the nations as king himself, as God. He will sit on his holy throne um, amongst the people and he will govern, not in the sense of at the moment where God is in control, he has won all things, but history is playing itself out. There, God is actively involved at every level, tangible. All nations will be able to see him. Every eye will see him and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The princes of the people will gather and the shields of the earth will belong to God. So no one's fighting against him. Everyone's given up trying to fight. And across the world in all the diversity of all the nations and languages and God will come with his wisdom and there'll be unity amongst mankind. The earth will be well cared for and, and beautiful. And I hope I'll still be able to go fishing. Maybe it'll be catch and release. But whatever, the, the point is, it's going to be absolutely amazing. So what does this have to do with me today? Well, there's a very interesting um, thing that Jesus has asked, because this is talking about, this picture talks about what the kingdom of God looks like when it's manifest on the earth, when the kingdom of God is complete on the earth. 
what does it actually look like? And that's what the story tells us. Or this um, psalm tells us that's what the kingdom looks like when it's um, in place on the earth. Jesus in Luke chapter 17 from verse 20, being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, the kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed. Nor will they say, look, here it is, or there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. And so if I had to ask the question, what does this incredible picture of the kingdom of God being extended across the earth have to do with me today? Well, the kingdom of God is extended through one person at a time. And God's plan always is that the kingdom of heaven forcefully advances and, and takes over the whole earth. But it, it starts by each heart because the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God happens here first inside of my heart. And so one day all the nations will worship. It says, shout to the Lord with loud songs of joy. One day when people see him face to face, people will do, be doing that like at a rugby match. Whoa, God, he's amazing. Oh, my gosh. All that kind of stuff. So how do I see the kingdom extended in my heart? Well, I start myself to begin to worship God in truth and honesty. You know, friends, we have an incredible privilege of having this relationship with Jesus and having the power of the Holy Spirit who is able to lead us to the Father now that we don't have to wait till one day to be able to see him and to know him and to experience him. We can experience him now. And I trust that as we begin to do that, that as the kingdom of heaven begins to extend inside of our heart, I'm kind of uh, painting a little bit of a picture of what will be one day when it, the whole earth will be like that. That we too also won't be, have, won't be these weak and insipid worshippers like, oh, just throw God a bone every now and then. But it's the same thing. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. God, you are amazing. Thank you for the way that you carry me. Thank you for the way that you sustain me. You go ahead of us, Lord. And as I begin to speak out this worship, speak out this praise, it just begins to bubble out of me. That's how... This psalm begins to impact my life today in my worship. Secondly, it says he subdued peoples under us and nations under our feet. And this is the thing. Before God subdued the people under the people of Israel, God subdued the people of Israel himself. And can I say this? Before God wants to subdue the whole earth, he starts with his family. And God wants to come and subdue, subdue us and subdue our hearts. Right? The ultimate picture of the whole world subdued before God. But first and foremost, God is looking to subdue my heart. And I think it's a little bit hypocritical for myself. If I'm sitting there going, God's going to just sort out all the corruption here and sort out the bad guys there and sort out all this stuff and all the attitudes and all these things. But I'm looking at him going, but don't, don't, don't start with me. Leave my attitudes, leave my, leave my corruption, leave my sin and, and my um, failings. And so the, one of the ways I hasten the coming of the kingdom of God, if you like, is to allow God. And, and I say that very carefully because God can subdue us in a moment if he wanted, but he's so gracious in the way he deals with us that I allow him to subdue my heart. And I take things to him and he challenges me. I take them and I repent. I don't fight him on the stuff. Um, thirdly, just quickly, what else? Well, this picture is a picture of all of the nations gathering before God to worship him together. And one of the ways we hasten him and we... Um, we mirror that picture of the one day in today as we do gather with God's people in worship, whether it be online, whether it be in the building, wherever it is. But we do gather together with God's people to have this private personal faith, which is cut off from everybody else. It's it's not God's picture, because ultimately we're going to be standing shoulder to shoulder with every tribe, tongue and nation 
worshiping God together. And so it's good practice to get into the habit of doing that now, even if it is with a little bit of social distancing. But good time to to worship him now. I gather before him with God's people. I don't know if we always realize that getting together with God's people, so pitching up online or being at the building for the meetings or being at Connect Group, but any moment when God's people gather together, we are painting a prophetic picture of God's kingdom coming together, God's people standing shoulder to shoulder, to take time out of our busy lives to say, hey, God, we love you. We want to speak about you. In Malachi, I can't remember the exact text, but Malachi says, um, now those who uh, loved God spoke about him and a scroll of remembrance was written in God's presence. It's so precious to God that we take a moment out of our day, out of our lives, out of all of the busyness, just to remember him and be like, wow, isn't God amazing that we gather like that? And then lastly, it says that the shields of the earth, all the shields of the of the earth belong to God. He is highly exalted. And and so the, the last thing, when the kingdom of heaven is extended in my heart as a picture of one day, is I lay down my shield. And I'm stopped trying to defend myself against God. I stopped trying to defend myself against his truth. It's very difficult to protect myself from the fiery darts of the enemy with the truth of God's word. If I'm on, an, on the other arm, trying to defend myself from the truth of God. And I, I feel like sometimes what we do is we would rather take the, take the hit from the bad stuff. And we wonder and we can complain about the bad stuff. But the reason the bad stuff's happening to us is because we're defending ourselves from the truth of God. And we're arguing with it. And, and if I just lay down my shield, God, I'm not going to fight against you. God, I'm not going to try and defend myself against you. Lord, you, well, your word is truth. All of a sudden now, he becomes my shield. I lay down my small shield. and He becomes the great shield around me. And so hopefully that's been inspirational. Friends, I just, it's such a beautiful picture. Um, that's why at, at Senate Church as a leadership team, we so for church unity because it's in God's heart. God doesn't have a special church. God doesn't have special leaders. God doesn't have special people. He only has his people and he only has his church. And even if you feel like a very small little person, you're part of the kingdom of heaven. If you have a relationship with Jesus, you're part of the kingdom of heaven. Part of that tr every tribe, every tongue, every nation. You're going to stand shoulder to shoulder one day and worship him in spirit and in truth and with everything that's inside of us. So here's the thing. How about we allow some of that to start infiltrating our day to day? Hope it's been helpful. I can't wait to see you guys tomorrow morning.